Good morning and welcome to Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you are having a good weekend and are able to stay cool. It sure has been hot, and it? It's almost like it's summertime, isn't it? <laughs> it is August the 1st. Wow. Hard to believe that we have made it through this far of 2021 already. Time has really been flying, as it always does, but it seems like this year is going by even faster. We are into August, so the dog days of August, dog days of summer have arrived but praise God for it all anyway. We will make it through the heat as we do each and every year. I hope you are ready to hear about what God is doing. Uh, That's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, We've made it through over half a year, and I want to talk about the things we've been seeing God do through Love and Action this year. But before we get into that, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for this day. Thank you for giving us another day to live for you. Thank you for the air that you put in our lungs so we can breathe and we could wake up this morning and we can go through this day and just praise you and thank you for your goodness to us, Lord. Father, we thank you for this year as it's been flying by, but God, we've just been seeing you do so many wonderful things and we want to praise you for that and we want to give you all the credit for it. We want to lift up people listening today who are going through tough times. Lord, it may be uh, sickness as the COVID has been surging here again here recently, Lord, and many folks have come down with it. We want to pray for healing for that. We want to pray for uh, any other health issues going on, Father God, that you'd bring healing to their bodies. Father, we pray for those who are struggling financially, God, that they'll just turn to you and just trust you that you're going to provide. Because, God, you always do. You tell us to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. And these things we have need of, you're going to take care of. So, Lord, may we pursue you first and foremost, above all else, above anyone else. May we seek after you truly with all of our hearts and love you with all of our hearts, soul, mind, and strength. Father, I want to pray for folks who don't know you as their Savior and Lord. I pray today will be the day they call upon the name of Jesus and be saved and receive that forgiveness, and and start experiencing life as only you can give us, Lord Jesus, and to know that they will have eternal life with you. I pray for believers this morning. I just pray, God, that today they'll be encouraged, that they'll be uplifted, God, that they will be determined to tell others about you, to tell others about what you've done in their lives. So, Father, we just give you this time, and thank you for this time. We ask you to bless the Joy FM and the ministries of the Joy FM Thank you for this opportunity to share your word. And it's in your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Our God is so faithful, isn't he? I tell you, I find myself saying that more and more lately as I just see more and more of the faithfulness of God. When we came into 2021, nobody knew what to expect, did we? You know, 2020 with the the craziness that it was with the pandemic and everything closing down, we saw needs just escalate in 2020 to where we were serving over 20,000 people a month with food needs, whether it was hot meals or whether it was groceries. Uh, we were meeting a lot of needs last year. Uh, we, we started 2020, we were helping about 4,500 people each month. And then that, wow, did that ever escalate to over 20,000. But God's provision was just phenomenal, as it always is. So as we entered into 2021, we... Didn't know what to expect ministry-wise as 
Nobody really knew what was going on. We didn't think much was going to change, especially at first, and it didn't. Uh, we still see a, a lot of needs out there. And as the, the, the year has progressed, we've seen the, the food needs really stabilize. It's not where it was uh, last year when, when things were, were so crazy. But the needs are still great as they were before the pandemic. Here in Dothan and Houston County, the people who are living in what's called food insecurity, and that means they don't know where their next meal is coming from, uh, was one in six. So that's, that's a lot of people living in need. Of course, last year that increased tremendously. This year, those needs that were there before 2020 uh, are still there. And other needs have have increased as well. We're serving more than 12,000 people every month now through our food ministry. And again, that's hot meals and non-perishables through our food pantry and also through our food distribution ministry, which our warehouse is used for. That warehouse has been such a blessing that God gave us last year, and we're able to receive so much more food. And therefore, we're able to help so many more people. And there's a number of ministries throughout the Wiregrass, actually, that we're able to help with non-perishables. And what that does is it helps them reach people in their areas with the gospel of Jesus Christ and helps them to meet those needs of food. We're still seeing a lot of needs for food in 2021. And that's just something that's always been here, and I'm sure it's always going to be here. The Lord even tells us that the poor will always be with us. So as long as we have poor, there's going to be folks who are in need of food. So God has really set us up with a wonderful distribution ministry, food distribution ministry, to meet those needs, whether they spike back up or if they stay where they're at now, uh, we'll still be able to meet needs. The most important need is spiritual needs. Now, we at Love and Action have always said that we proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ through acts of compassion. And food is one of those acts of compassion. Because if you're hungry and I'm trying to share Jesus with you, you're not really going to listen because you're hungry and that's what your focus is on. But if we're able to meet that need with food, then one, that need has been met and you aren't hungry anymore. But also you realize that, hey, these people care about me because they went out of their way to provide food. And so I'm going to listen to them. And we have seen so many people come to the Lord over these years. I haven't counted how many people have come to the Lord uh, over the past 21 years of ministry, but it's it's in the tens of thousands. And it's just it's awesome to, to know that that many people have, have given their lives to the Lord. And the majority of them is through a ministry such as our food ministry. And so we, we just praise God for that. But we have seen this year about 40 people come to the Lord. Praise God for that. That's why we do what we do. We want to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people. And so as people come, into the, come to the Lord, then we want to make disciples. And coming into this year, I really felt in my spirit that that was going to be a a bigger than usual focus because we focus on making disciples. The, the Great Commission is such a huge part of our ministry. If you don't know the Great Commission, you can turn to Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, where Jesus is speaking. And he says, All authority in heaven and in earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit 
and teaching them to obey all I have commanded you, and I will be with you always till the end of the age. I love that promise that he gives us right there at the end of the Great Commission. He will always be with us. God is always with us. I want you to, to really grasp that, really understand that. God tells us time and time again in the Old Testament that he's with us. He tells us don't be afraid, that he's, he's with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Jesus is born into this world as Emmanuel, God with us. And he tells us here, I will be with you always to the end of the age. So he constantly tells us and reminds us, I'm with you. So knowing that Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords is with us, we can carry out this great commission. And as I often say, it's not the great suggestion, it's the great commission. And he's commanding us to go and make disciples. So coming into this year, I knew that focus was going to go up even more, and it has. And it's been awesome to see people who desire to learn more about Jesus, to become a disciple of Christ, and be able to make disciples as well. The discipleship method that we teach is called Training for Trainers, or for short, it's T4T, Training for Trainers. And what this does is it trains disciples, makes disciples by, by training believers, and in the process of them learning about the Lord, learning basic doctrine of salvation and baptism and fellowship and worship, it also teaches them how to teach others because we don't want to just make disciples. We want to make disciples who can also make disciples, and that's how the Word of God spreads, and that's how the, the kingdom of God is built and through T4T, T, we, we have seen people go through T4T T and just love it. It's six lessons. It takes longer than six weeks, though. But it's six lessons and just great, great teaching. But I do want to talk briefly about one brother in particular, Brother Amos. Uh, he came to the Lord uh, several years ago. And we started T4T T not long after that. But different things have come up in his life. And he just hadn't been able to complete T for T. And it's just it's just the enemy trying to, to stop what God wants to accomplish. But he's so hard-headed, he should know by now he can't. And Amos finished T for T this year. And when I handed him his certificate of completion, uh, he said, kick dust, Satan. <laughs> and I love that because he was so determined that he was going to complete T for T because he wants to know how to make disciples. And he's got opportunities now to do that as well. And he loves to share his testimony. And he has a powerful testimony. And God uses that testimony. He's going to use it even more to bring people into the kingdom. And now he can also make disciples of, of those individuals, which is awesome. So that's been going very well this year. And then we've also started another phase of, of our discipleship method through teaching what's called the 50 Commands of Christ. Now, the 50 Commands of Christ is just a phenomenal teaching. We go over, obviously, 50 commands that Jesus gives us, and we do it in a really a small group setting and discuss it, discuss these commands and talk about them and realize what Jesus wants us to do. Because in that great commission that I just mentioned, part of it is to teach others to obey all I have commanded you so how are we going to teach others to obey his commands if we don't know what those commands are? 
How are we going to obey those commands ourselves if we don't know what they are? So that's what we go over and teach on the 50 Commands of Christ. And just to name a few of the commands, uh, seek first the kingdom of God. Jesus tells us that in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. He tells us, judge not in Matthew 7, verses 1 and 2. Don't throw your pearls before pigs, Matthew 7, 6. Ask, seek, and knock. Jesus tells us that in Matthew 7. Do unto others. Jesus tells us that in seven, Matthew 7, verse 12. He tells us in Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, choose the narrow way. So these commands, there's 50 of them, and they're divided up into, into, into different lessons. And we go over them, and we discuss them, and it's just it's really a powerful time, and people are really in, enjoying them. We have six people in the current class, and the current class, we actually hold that on Wednesdays. We, we were holding a like a regular service on Wednesday, and the Lord just really led me to, to change it. God's going to change things. He doesn't change, but he changes ways to reach people through us. And one of them was, again, focusing more on discipleship. So Wednesday nights really become, has become more of a discipleship opportunity. Uh, during the week, during the days, we're out on the streets proclaiming the gospel, telling people about Jesus, telling people how to get saved, and leading people to the Lord. So Wednesday night is really important for those who want to become disciples, then they can come on Wednesday nights. And we sit down at a table, and you have to participate. It's not one where you just can sit there and twiddle your thumbs. <laughs> you have to participate uh, if, you're in, if you're in the 50 Commands or in any other discipleship uh, training that we do. It's important for that. And so obviously the numbers uh, decreased on Wednesdays, which is fine, because that gives us opportunity to really hone in on those who truly want to become disciples and, and teach them and really invest time into teaching them. And that's just been a phenomenal teaching that, that, that we're going through. And then the, the other phase of our discipleship is to teach people how to serve, how to share the gospel, how to share their testimony. And you do that by taking them out on outreaches, by the ministry that we do on campus at Love and Action, and just giving them opportunities to share the gospel, to share their testimony, to pray with others. Because not everybody knows how to pray with others. Not everybody knows how to serve one another. Not everybody knows how to share the gospel. And so these are opportunities, and that's exactly what Jesus did. As you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see Jesus teaching, and he's teaching the masses, and then he's teaching his disciples, and he's going out into the mission field with his disciples, and they're watching him, how he does things, how he ministers, and then he sends them out to minister to the people and to share the gospel, to share the, the kingdom of God. And that's how we, we model our discipleship at Love and Action. And it's been exciting watching people grow in the Lord and watching people step into their calling. And most importantly, just share Jesus. Because, again, the Great Commission, I've said many times, it's not about an outreach, even though that's sure that's part of it. It's not about a church event or an event at Love and Action it's about a lifestyle, that this is what we live. We live to tell people about Jesus. We live to make disciples who can make disciples. So when we see people starting to do that, 
it's really, really awesome. People want to know, how are the homeless doing? To be truthful with you, we are seeing fewer homeless now, and we're thankful for that. I can't really pinpoint the exact answer on why, uh, but we have been. But there still are homeless out there who we are ministering to, who we are helping. One of the, the, the great ministries at Love and Action that we've never stopped, even during the pandemic, is our shower and laundry ministry. That is so important. You know, first of all, hygiene, having good hygiene is very important always, but even more so during a pandemic. So we kept that shower ministry going and having clean clothes is so important as well. And our homeless friends really, really appreciate that. We have homeless friends who are having job interviews, some who are working, and they need those showers and they need to have clean clothes to go to work in. So that's just been a very, very wonderful and important ministry at Love and Action that's continued. And I thank God that it has. Uh, you know, with the shower, we clean it out real good after each and every shower. Uh, you know, we want to make sure people are, you know, the, the shower safe for people when, when they get in. And, and we've always cleaned it. Even more so, it's been on our the for, forefront of our mind ever since the pandemic started. Uh, but it's like I told, told somebody recently, I'm like, well, you know, if I if I was a, a homeless person, I came in to take a shower. I didn't know who showered before me. I sure would appreciate it if the shower was clean when I got in there. So that command Jesus tells us, do unto others what you'd have them do unto you. So that's an important command. And, you know, that's one, if we could fully grasp that and do that, in this world today, what a better world we would have if we would do unto others as we want them to do to us. It's like when Jesus was asked, what are the greatest commands? And Jesus says, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. If we would do those two things, what a better world we would live in. If we would just love God with all that's within us and love one another. And our neighbor is not just the person who lives next door to us, but anyone we come across. That's our neighbor. So we need to show love to people. And when we do that, it's amazing how people respond. And to see the look in their eyes going, man, this is different. That somebody's actually showing love to me and I did nothing to deserve it. That opens up doors to share Jesus because who of us deserves the love of Jesus? Not one. But he loves us anyway, enough to die for us, enough to come back to life to give us eternal life. And before I, I go on talking about what God's doing through love and action, let me, let me stop right here and, and say, if you've never given your life to Jesus, now's the time. Why? Because it's today. We are never promised tomorrow, and we're never promised the rest of this day. But I just want to encourage you to take a moment and think about eternity and are you ready to face eternity or not? Jesus came to give us life, to give us life here on earth, but to give us life eternally as well, to forgive us of our sins. We know John three sixteen, the most popular verse in the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Whosoever, that's you, that's me, that's everybody in this whole world. The Word of God tells us in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. That's salvation. That's the salvation I'm talking about. It's important that we understand 
salvation. Understand that eternal life comes from Jesus and from Jesus alone. He tells us in John 14, verse 6, that I am the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through me. So we need to call upon the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ. God tells us in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, that if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. So have you confessed Jesus as your Savior? Do you believe he died and rose again? Have you asked him to forgive you of your sins? He tells us to repent. That means turn from our ways and turn to him. Turn from our sinful ways and turn to him. And when we do, when we make that decision, the Word of God tells us we overcome the world. We overcome the, the enemy, which is Satan, and we receive eternal life. I'm going to read from 1 John chapter 5, verses, I'm going to read verses 1 through 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves the child born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and follow his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whosoever has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is the one who overcomes the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Jesus truly is the Son of God, and we overcome the world when we believe that and when we put our faith in him, and he gives us forgiveness of sin, and he gives us eternal life. And if you hadn't made that decision and you still say, well, I'm not really ready to or I don't think I want to right now, let me share another piece of scripture with you to further help you to think and I pray help you make the decision to follow Jesus. In Second Thessalonians chapter 1, I'm going to read from verses 7 through 10. When the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flame and fire, dealing out retribution to those who do not know God, and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. These people will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he comes to be glorified among his saints on that day and to be marveled at among all who have believed because of our testimony to you. So Paul is describing what it's going to be like when the Lord comes back. And for those who do not know God, those who chose not to obey him, chose not to give their lives to him, it's not going to be good. It's going to be eternal destruction. So you have to think about, you know, am I okay with that? And I pray that you're not. I pray that you want Jesus. You want life. You want eternity with him, not eternity without him. So I just want to encourage you to call out to him today. However you can, he meets you right where you're at. If you want to say something like, God, I come to you. I know, I realize I'm a sinner. I realize I've been disobedient to you. And I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins and to cleanse me of all my unrighteousness. I repent of my sins. And I turn from, from my sinful ways and I turn to you, Lord Jesus, and give you my life. I thank you, Jesus, that you died for, the, for me on that cross. I believe that with all my heart. And I believe with all my heart that on the third day, God, you raised Jesus back to life. So all who believe shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. 
I thank you for saving me, Jesus. I thank you for giving me eternal life. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. And I just ask you to empower me now by filling me with your Holy Spirit and help me day by day to live for you. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. You know, just pray something like that. Just talk to him. He's right here with you. He doesn't have to be talked to in any fancy language. Just, just like I'm talking to you right now. Talk to him. He's there. He's listening. And he's ready to save you. If you make that decision, I want to encourage you to tell people about that. I want to encourage you to be baptized. I want to encourage you to reach out to me and I can give you some next steps. If you don't already have a church that you attend, I can give you some next steps about growing, about walking this life with Jesus. You can contact me at Love in Action. Our office number is 334-494-4995. Or you can email me at ken.tuck, T-U-C-K, that's K-E-N dot T-U-C-K, at loveinactionministries.com. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to give you some next steps. And I, I just pray that you make that decision today. Before we wrap up today, uh, people usually ask us, how can they get involved? And there's different ways people can get involved. One way, you can be praying for us. We need your prayers. Being out there on the front line every day, we we are seeing the, the enemy work, and he often tries to work against us and those we're trying to reach. So I ask you to pray for us, and I thank you for those who are praying for us. So we feel your prayers. Thank you, thank you, thank you for praying. Uh, you can get involved by volunteering with us, and I encourage you to go to our website at loveinactionministries.com, loveinactionministries.com. That's a great landing point for you to see everything that we do. Our weekly schedule is on our website. Just check out the times that we're there on campus or, on, or doing our outreach, and we, we could really use help with our outreaches. And then pick a time that you can come and just come. We will show you what we do and how we do it, and you just jump in and serve with us. We'd love to have you. Another way people can help us and support us is financially. Because uh, it does take finances to do this ministry, of course, like it does with any other church. There's a business side to to ministry, and that's paying your bills, <laughs> you know, and taking care of, of needs and being able to purchase items that we need to meet the needs of others. And so it does take finances to do that. And we operate totally on the kindness of people's hearts. We are a 501c3 ministry, which means all donations are tax deductible. And you can mail your tax-deductible donations to Love in Action, P.O. Box 85, Dothan, Alabama, 36301. That's Love in Action, P.O. Box 85, Dothan, Alabama, 36301. You can also give by PayPal, and you can go to our, our website. There's a donation page there. And when you get to that donation page, just click on Donate. And you can give through PayPal. And we also have on the Venmo app, if you're familiar with Venmo, we're on there as well. And you can find out all that information on our website, on the front page of our website at Love in Action Ministries. 
Com. So there are ways for you to get involved and we encourage for you to do so. And you can also find out what we're doing, what God's up to through Love and Action on our Facebook page. We post a lot of updates on Facebook, so just look for the Love and Action page on Facebook. Encourage you to, to like, like that page and follow us there. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter as well. We have a YouTube page, just, you know, all the social media stuff. <laughs> we have the Love and Action blog. You can find that on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find the Love and Action podcast. So those are some ways you can keep up with us and see what God is doing through Love and Action. But thank you so much for listening this morning. And I pray that you have a wonderful rest of this day, and I pray you have a good week coming up. Remember, Jesus loves you. May God bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.